This is For The Win, a podcast on sports and sports culture. I'm Eddie Sun, the multimedia editor for Annenberg Media Sports, as well as the producer of this podcast. Enjoy the episode. Hi, my name is Christian Colmenares on For The Win, and I'm here with Ava Brand, Natalie Joseph, and Trace Tempesta. Guys, so crazy week in sports and has to do a lot with social justice. Let's start talking with the Zlatan and LeBron James beef. What do you guys think? I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. Zlatan's in the wrong here. I think wrong place and wrong time to come out, especially against LeBron when he's done so much for the community with the I Promise School and everything. And athletes nowadays more than ever are such important figures And if they want to use their platform to discuss social issues, then they should be able to, just like any other normal person is able to. This just eats at me, like things like these, especially since Zlatan was so hypocritical. Like he even spoke out about the racism against like his last name and everything like that not too long ago. And then he's turning around talking down to LeBron like it's somehow different, like it's somehow less than. I just feel like as a white athlete talking down to a black athlete for such a similar thing, it's kind of like that whole shtick of like, oh, uh, you are a black athlete and you're just kind of lucky to be here. So sit down and shut up and take what you're given. So I think that's just comes across way too clear for me, for me to like stand back and just be like fine with this. Like I just cannot be on Zlatan's side with this. Right. I got, I got Laura Ingram vibes from his response and disclosure prior to this. I, I like both Zlatan and LeBron James. I've watched them since I was a kid. Um, and I was really disappointed with Zlatan's response. I, I felt that his response yielded uh, a position of white privilege, and it was very obvious because he does not have to worry about the same issues that LeBron James does as a black athlete in America. And his notion and his sentiment about LeBron James' activism was so clearly from that same breath that he is he's privileged he's a white man from Sweden has been a professional footballer for this like his third decade now so yeah um i mean this man lives the life and i think he was totally in the wrong for judging lebron james me too and my biggest question for zlatan is why does he even care like for someone to not want to get involved with politics, supposedly, he surely just sparked a sociopolitical conversation here. So I, I don't really understand why Zlatan's deciding to take a part in this. Like imagine being anti-activist in 2021 as an athlete. Like you should do better, especially knowing what the modern athlete can mean in society. Absolutely. Um, and LeBron, of course, responded to Zlatan's comments Um basically saying, look, I have a huge platform. I'm going to use it for what I want. Uh, What did you guys think of LeBron's response? I thought it was perfect. I mean, he didn't give Zlatan the fuel, any fuel to the fire. He basically was the bigger person, just kind of said, this is what I'm doing and your comments won't stop it. And yeah, going off just the double standard, it's like these black athletes are expected to be role models for the kids in these lower income neighborhoods or other black youth but when they want to speak out about social justice issues they get criticized for it and it's like well if you're going to be a role model you have to be they should be able to voice their opinions on these issues yeah i totally agree with that i mean i think if anything his response was restrained i mean you have zlatan coming at you from a totally unprompted place right and i think 
So out of pocket. So out what, of pocket. man? Huh? Who talked to you? Sit down, please. <laughs> I just feel like. If I were him, I would have gone a lot harder. But then again, LeBron's not new to this. How many times has the man been told to shut up and dribble? He's been here for how long? I mean, oh my God. So I feel like if it was anyone else, we would have gotten a more bombastic response. But it's really tepid coming from LeBron because, if anything, this is just another, you know, walk in the park for him. Yeah, LeBron took the high road here, in my opinion. Like, he didn't stoop down to the level of Zlatan and take shots and, and try to like just diminish his platform here it's it's just ridiculous to not understand the importance that lebron can have in the personal impact to a community maybe zlatan doesn't feel a direct attachment to his community that lebron does that could be a huge difference clearly exposed here i mean yeah zlatan actually bought uh his rival club so he, he went and his starter club in Sweden, he ended up later in his career buying their rivals. So there is a bit of disconnect between him and his community. Um, and I think both of their response was Petty. a big indication of their personality. It's no secret Zlatan is a... Is a uh, is a bit difficult to deal with. I mean, there are plenty of videos of him kicking his own teammates. And LeBron James is one of the most well-media-trained athletes. Yeah, seriously. And I think, like you guys all said, he, he, he didn't give like a rude, bombastic response. And I think, if anything, that's just, that just alludes to who he is. I think it's interesting also Zlatan's response about saying politics divide the world. But by saying that, he's dividing the world even further. It's just kind of a... Really had to go there. Political statement too, right? Exactly. <laughs> I guess he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, switching gears a little bit to another athlete who's, who's actually very proactive in his community, J.J. Watt. He just landed in Arizona. He's on the Cardinals. Are you guys surprised? Initially, I'm not going to lie. I was surprised, but looking more into it, I think it makes sense. You know, Arizona's a team on the rise with Kyler Murray. They have strong offense and just adding to that defense up top I think I think it's a good fit for him yeah there's an argument that the Arizona Cardinals are on the rise up and I think they are but I still was really surprised by this because maybe I don't quite see the vision that J.J. Watt sees with the Arizona Cardinals but if you want to go to a contender there's more obvious teams to choose here for example why don't you go to the Pittsburgh Steelers a team that made the playoffs this year and join his brother TJ Watt. How cool would that be to have two Watt brothers on the same team competing for a legitimate shot at a championship? I understand that Kyler Murray is a great player on the rise, but JJ Watt's at the point where he's trying to win now. So this move did surprise me. This move, I gotta disagree. It didn't really surprise me. I gotta say, I mean, he won, what, Defensive Player of the Year with this same defense, with this same, you know, just configuration of defensive players. I mean, I just feel like it's not as shocking as people would think. Like, just taking into account his connections to the D.C. from Houston, I feel like it's not really a long shot for him to want to go there when he had such a great relationship with him in Houston. I mean, yeah, Kyler Murray, going to need work. Totally agree with that. But honestly, I see a team that's kind of on the rise up. They're building up slowly, and I really do see the light in this team that Watt does. I, I was honestly super surprised. I was thinking maybe a Pittsburgh situation. I was thinking maybe even a Green Bay situation. I mean, he went to college in Wisconsin. 
But I think the most surprising thing was, now this is a rumor I must disclose in uh, my source here is my Bleacher Report notifications, but apparently the Browns and the Colts offered him more money than Arizona. And I think the fact that he denied the Colts specifically is just a testament to how much he loves Houston. I mean, that's their that's their AFC South rivals. That's probably their most hated team. Like, um, I'm a Colts fan, so I'm a bit biased, but I, I do respect the man for not going there. Yeah, oh my God. I mean, throw away Houston, lock away the key if they gave him to the Colts. Like, that's all I'm saying. Oh my gosh, what a disaster. This is a disaster already, given, but that to a division rival, psh. I was I was gonna say like they're already a disaster. These these hires are questionable. Their star young player Deshaun Watson, their cornerstone of their franchise, has been very explicit about wanting to leave, and yet he hasn't been dealt for, you know, anything. So, yeah, this this Houston team, oof. Actually, Houston sports in general. I am sorry, Houston fans. It's been a rough rough year. Yeah, it's been definitely hard for Houston, um, and I think that especially going off to Sean Watson, I don't think it's a bad move or a surprise that J.J. Watt is leaving. I think the mistakes that Houston made came in the season when J.J. Watt was complaining to his teammates about not showing up, not trying hard. So I think Houston just needs to revamp everything. I think Deshaun Watson, if he doesn't want to play there, like you don't want a quarterback or a defensive star like J.J. to be on your team if they don't really want to play there. Houston, everything could use a reset. The Houston Astros cheated their way to a World Series. The Houston Rockets had Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden all within their grasps and never really did much with them. They did okay. Not good enough. And the Houston Texans have had stars like J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson is now very likely going to leave. I mean, they're just the capital of ruining stars' careers. It's a sad reality, but that's what we're dealing with here in Houston. Just like you said, Houston, ruining we have stars' a problem. careers. Yeah, oh man. Houston, we have a problem. Um, <laughs> as Andre Johnson said, the Texan organization is known for wasting players. And this man spent 12 of his 14 seasons with the Texans as mainly their number one wide receiver. So interesting insight from one of their greats. Um Kind of transitioning into another sport, uh, back to basketball. I wanted to talk about All-Star Weekend as it's coming up. Um, just to get things started, what's your guys' like, favorite All-Star event that's not the game? Dunk contest. Can I say it again? Dunk contest. Oh, dunk contest. Who, what, what else do you watch it by for? Far. Period. I like, honestly, <laughs> I like the dunk contest more than the game. True. I think it game. depends on the dunk contest, but I, I feel you on that one, Ava. Maybe, maybe the last five minutes of the fourth quarter could be, could be better than the dunk contest. The yeah, guys, three, I respect so the dunk contest pick. I'm also going to throw the three-point shootout in there. I like it when guys have, you know, there's this top-end talent. Like, there's always a Steph Curry. There's a Buddy Heald. There's a Devin Booker. There's a Joe Harris within the three-point contest, and they get competitive with it. I like that there's an elimination series and there's a little strategy involved in it when they choose a money rack on what exactly they want their like most important shots to be. And I like how it's short and it's sweet and it's a really good all-star event. In the past, what, couple of all-star, you know, seasons, who has been the contenders in the dunk contest? 
are they people you know? Because they're really not people I know. I mean, people like Michael Jordan used to participate in these, and now it might be a rookie and a couple dudes you might or might not know. So it's kind of downhill for me, but I'm still looking forward to it. Yeah, but I, I would have to disagree a little bit on that point because the three-point shoot, I, it is very interesting. It's fun to watch all these players do what they're so good at, but we get to see that in on a nightly basis during the regular season. You know, we've seen Completely Steph Curry, Clay Thompson drain threes however many they can do it's at this point it's going to be like 20 in a game per person but the dunk contest you know we never get to see these players jump off a or jump over a car or like do crazy windmill dunks off the backboard in a normal season game so I think it's more exciting because there's just the x factor there's the question of like what are they going to bring to the court this year yeah and the dunk contest participants were just released today um, it's New York Knicks rookie Obi Toppin, as well as uh, Portland Trailblazers guard and Fernie Simmons and Indiana Pacers guard Cassius Stanley. Um, I wouldn't say that these are superstars, so you guys were right in the sentiment that the three-point contest kind of gets those guys. Um, but who ideally would you want to see if it was up to you in this dunk contest? You know, if I could throw a name in there that I really wanted to see on this list, for me, it would have been Miles Bridges. He's a little bit more known than some of these guys, quite honestly. And especially because he's on the Charlotte Hornets this year. He's with LaMelo Ball. They have their own little nickname together. It's Airbnb for Ball and Bridges. And they're, they're just some of the most exciting basketball to watch right now. This is a young player who can make a name for himself on the dunk stage. And he can throw down. Like, this is a six seven forward athlete who can hammer on people. So I can only imagine if he has a full space of creativity to work with what he could do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would have been – that's a good point. It would have been cool to see Miles Bridgen. But I think another – going off of your guys' point about um, how the three-point contest has more high-profile names, the A-list players, I think Zion would have been a great choice because he's one of the youngest – like one of the brightest stars that's also so young. And I mean, we've seen his high school highlights, his Duke highlights. And now with the Pelicans, he can just get, do some wild dunks in game. So it would have been really cool to see what he could have done in the dunk contest and just brought some, he, I think he's one of the future faces of the NBA. So I think that would have made, brought a lot of excitement to the dunk contest this year. Ooh, couldn't Zion agree more. would be such a cool participant. Couldn't agree I mean, more. like, Zion, Zion's just like, I just get scared, you know? Like, this man's 285 pounds. Yeah, I'm sure, guy. like, it's precautionary. But, um, <laughs> my God, I would love to see Zion. Oh, my God. So much fun. So much fun. Especially given that they're not going to have an audience this year. So who's going to bring that, like, wow factor? I mean, usually they interact with the audience. I remember they pulled Chadwick Boseman out there to do like a little Black Panther moment a couple years ago. Without all that interaction, you got to have someone that's really going to bring that fire and bring that entertainment. I think Zion would have been the perfect person to do so. But unfortunately, you know, we can't have it all in a perfect world. Yeah, Yeah, that's part of the appeal of the dunk contest is all the gimmicks that go with it. Like, oh, Blake Griffin's going over a car. Like, oh, Dwight Howard just put on a Superman cape. It gets so much fun. I think Aaron Gordon like jumped over the weird Orlando Magic mascot and he was like on a hoverboard rotating around. All these gimmicks, but that's what makes a memorable dunk. So that's what we're missing out in this All-Star game is, look, if the guys aren't going to be super notable, 
let's just hope that they're at least creative with what they include in their dunks. Yeah, and and this creativity might be a bit restricted, obviously, because of the coronavirus and the limited participants and that the props. I, I just can't really imagine it being a normal dunk contest. But now, do you guys think that this is going to affect player motivation? I mean, usually the All-Star game isn't like the most, uh, how should I put it? It's definitely not the NBA Finals. Uh, but do you think we're going to see a record low in terms of motivation? Or do you think that this sort of new-ish style of all-star game, it's it's three seasons old now, but do you think that that'll kind of revive them and, and have them engaged? Uh, I think we're going to see a new low in motivation. I think that, well, necessarily, not necessarily motivation. I think they'll be more cautious with one another and wanting to prevent injuries and just be taking care of their bodies more. So I think they'll just, I think there'll be less enthusiasm to play. You know, maybe less dunks, less challenges, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree. I mean, originally, you know, these guys aren't putting 100% in these all-star weekends. You know, obviously they want to prevent injuries and such. But, I mean, with this, I, I don't think we're going to see an increase. For sure we're not going to see an increase in motivation. Are we going to see a decrease? Not necessarily. I mean, the only difference is you don't have a crowd. You're still getting that bag. What else is there to do, you know? So will it drop? I don't think so. It's probably stayed the same as we've seen in the past years. I think the only redeemable quality about this year that I can think of, aside from, well, like, obviously, I don't think this should be happening at all, but it is. So the one thing within it that I like is the Kobe structure of the All-Star Game, where the first three quarters are pretty, are pretty normal. But it's really all about the fourth quarter, where the leading team is first one to 24. I think that's a really nice tribute to him. And like last year, it worked really well. Guys were super competitive. Now, it could have been because Kobe's death was fresh on everyone's mind. But that idea of like competing for Kobe or like having some Kobe structure around this can add an element of competition. I sure hope so. I mean, the All-Star Weekend is usually a weekend to celebrate. I don't know. It's just like fun being an NBA fan. And I'm sure many of our listeners would agree. Um, But that wraps up today's uh, episode of our podcast. And always remember to go for the win. Thanks for tuning in to For the Win. And remember to stay tuned for new episodes.